What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. And, and bless your mom's heart. I mean, it's not, you know, she, it's not like you hear that and you're like, oh man, she must have been a huge jerk. No. You know, that, she, at, at the time, like, that's what you thought you had exactly. to do. Yeah. Exactly. And, and from her perspective, she didn't have a weight problem. She didn't know how to help me. She was feeding me healthily the way my sisters were eating. And I had some issue and she just wanted to right. get me healthy mentally healthy and physically healthy and she, you know she did the best she could yeah. and a lot of those tacks created some mental and emotional issues yeah. for me it's episode 209 of the simple human podcast with your host mark and rick two human beings being human our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat sleep move and enjoy and how you can start living more like a human today on today's show it is president and founder of advent madame kandula we're gonna we're gonna double check that with him. Yeah, probably do that before they come on. That would not be a hard thing to. It's a new name pronunciation, so I don't. <laughs> anyway, he takes an iron fist in a velvet glove approach to combat the conventional constructs of a failed healthcare system. Twenty years in clinical practice, he is a, a head and neck surgeon. His wife is a doctor, and I can't wait to have them on to talk about head and neck things. Yes, for sure. So that will be fun. Um, so Rick, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I am a ninja master. <laughs> You're not a ninja master. You are one level up from white. Belt. No, two, I have two stripes of the five that I need. And then you get another color belt. And then I get either yellow or orange. I can't remember. <laughs> wow. I don't even know like the next <laughs> color. <laughs> But what do you do to to get two uh, whatever stripe things? So there are five things. There's a character stripe. You have to be able to recite like the acronym, like like the team acronym. I am uh, teachable. I am ex- strive for excellence. And then there's a little sentence. And, uh, I'm about to take your stripe back here, pal. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't have that one yet. <laughs> oh, I thought you were <laughs> no. No, I was telling you. So there's that stripe. There's a stripe. There's a kickboxing sequence you have to know. There are two self-defense moves that you have to master. There is a form, like a 12-step form. Like, you know, you go and you see them. Like, it almost looks like Tai Chi. They're doing all these moves and spins and everything. There's one of those. And no. then I have to... Shut up. Then there's five one-steps. And that's the thing where it's like, all right, I learned this incredible new move in karate today. But you got to come at me like this. And like, there's like one thing that you have to do. And if you don't do that exact thing, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, police defensive <laughs> tactics. Uh, I, we get really good training now on it. We've had some guys that, you know, really know what they're talking about. But I've also been trained by some people who literally <laughs> it was, all right, so this has to be the exact scenario. Yeah. Or you're going to die. oh man okay so that's fine and hope my eight-year-old got two of her five stripes today because it's stripe week so we're literally on the same level like we're in the garage like doing the exact same things and learning the same things which is kind of cool to do do something like that with your one point uh there's a local do you call it a dojo is that uh no okay studio place studio (laughs) There's a karate store uh, not terribly far from us, and they were offering like, <laughs> karate store. The, the first four lessons for free, and free like whatever you the the the, the get up, whatever you call it, uniform or the uh, the co- cost. Don't call it a costume. Well, what am I supposed to call it? Guy who's got two stripes. On well, his I say that because if you call it a costume, they don't. It's like calling a an Elvis impersonator an Elvis impersonator. It's a tribute artist. Okay. So it's a yeah, it's a it's a uniform. Okay. Yeah. But, the, but so we this has been several years ago. But we're like, hey, Jason, you want to do karate? And he was like, okay. Well, we got the like a no in, no uh, no payment going on here at all. And after like two weeks, he was like, I don't really want to go back to karate, but yeah. I want to keep the uniform so that I can run around and do karate chops. <laughs> like, hey, you know what? Knock yourself out. 
That's hilarious. Um, so that's fun. Karate. Oh, oh, self-care initiative. If you, I've had, hey, I've had several people now email me. So this is exciting because, hey, we actually are talking about it. I feel Jason, like I want you to text me what several means, but okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I will do that now. Um, so anyway, Jason Sive, go back and listen like a few episodes ago, the Jason Sive episode. He talks about the self-care initiative. It's 28 days of video lessons you can watch and absorb at your own pace. There are activities designed to help you make the lessons your own. There's a membership for ongoing learning and practice of the skills that he teaches you, access to the private Facebook group, transcripts, MP3 files, every video so you can watch, read, listen as you choose. And it's not like a eat this and you will lose this or this. It's like a... It's a full inclusive self care kind of way to learn how to actually do that stuff. Yeah. So um so that's exciting. So here's the thing. You can't just like you could Google you can go to jasonsibe.com slash S C I, like self care initiative, and there's like information. But but in order to like sign up, he's very um careful about I don't know careful is a bad word. Like he's just very um conscientious okay. about who he works with. Um, and like, if you're not ready for this kind of thing, he's not going to like make you spend the money. If he feels like you need to do this, this and this before I take your money, he's not just out to make money. Right. So it's like, he actually cares about humans. Imagine that. Imagine if we all did what the world would be. And so if you want information on the self-care initiative, email me, um, hang on. Can you still hear me? Can you still hear me? Now you can't hear me. Can you hear me? No, I can hear you the whole time. Oh, well, I was thinking maybe the echo is my computer, but it's not. So anyway, email me, simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com, uh, and I can connect you with Jason's people, and you can get going that way. The other thing that I need to mention. Yes. If you go to the show notes, how do you go to the show notes? I have never, uh, here's a confession for you, 209 Nine. episodes in. Never, never been to the show notes. The I show think notes. when you click on the link that we put on Facebook, I think that will take you to the show notes. Okay. We have the donate now button back going. All right. So it's just one of those things. It costs us money to put the show up. It, 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 it's our time. Uh, if you want to throw us literally $5, $10, $20, if you want to throw us some money uh, for doing this free of charge, uh, we do. I mean, honestly, it just offsets yeah. some of them. It's not a ton of cost but it's still cost and time and all that it's like i think jen's mad at me right now because i'm on vacation and i'm doing this because well, I'm you're spending part of your vacation with me well you're welcome wait did you say thank you or i'm glad i said i'm glad oh sorry um <laughs> <laughs> how's it going pretty good i mean not much <laughs> oh man i am the world's biggest offender at that yeah oh so awful. Or they give you a, how's it going and you're like pretty good yeah how's it going or, pretty good pretty, how's it going? or no it's it's how's it going not much like, yeah, dang Man, it. I'm the worst yeah. Okay, let's talk about fasting. So, I'll yeah. can I, I'll give a quick kind of intro onto this. So, I mean, I've obviously everyone uh, that listens to the show knows that I've done intermittent fasting since since many years, several years before we even started the show. I started doing intermittent fasting in 2011. Read some book, right? Yeah, the the Warrior Diet. Ori Hoffmeckler has actually been on the show, and I was. I think I was on it. Yeah, I was on his show. Um, so I read this book called The Warrior Diet, and that's what kind of got me doing like a one meal a day or the, like the, the the term for that. It's like some, you know, everything has to be an acronym. It's OMAD, O-M-A-D. If you hear that or see that, that mean, that stands for one meal a day. That tripped me up like recently because I was like, what what is that? That's new. Like what what's OMAD? Oh, okay, one meal a day. That makes sense. So um, I've been doing that for many years and doing workouts and, and all that and fasted state and felt fine and all that. So my body is very, we've talked about that. There is a intermittent fasting, uh, simply human short. If you scroll through at some point. So this is something that is like, not like groundbreaking. So I have done, I did one 48 hour fast, uh, because of a guy named Dominique Diagostino. And if you yeah, Google him. If you Google that guy, yeah, he's really good, and he's all about keto and all that. Peter Atia, Jason Fung, all these guys are kind of in the same camp. So I've done a 40-hour fast. Well, Simply Human's own Blake was like, hey, have you heard of this guy, Cole Robinson? Like, no. Well, he's from Canada, and he's like this crazy Facebook YouTuber guy who takes kind of a different approach. And uh, just, I mean, just, and he's, he has something called the snake diet. 
can we figure out why that's called that? Yeah, by be, the yeah, because like snakes will like eat or refeed or feed like every like four days. You know, okay. you throw a rat in a cage to for the snake to eat like once a week or something. You know, for all the snake people that have to feed snakes. So, so a snake. If you had a snake, Jackson would be the perfect pet to take care of if you went out of town. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke for two. Even though we have told that story on the show before. So, so that's why it's not like you say. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm like tr experimenting with the snake diet. The people are like, oh, you're what kind yes, of? I hate. Yeah. yeah I, I, what kind of snakes are you eating? It, I just call it like extended fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when I heard the term snake diet. We'll put this in the show notes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, Jimmy Whatever's Fat Busters sketch from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> well, no, we we've talked about this and we we even played the audio of it. Ride the snake. Yeah, ride the snake. <laughs> so all that to say, I read about it and I was like, you know what? As I do, I'm gonna try this. And it's really all the only thing that I've done different than what I'm always have been doing is a forty eight hour fast. Once a week. So from like Sunday dinner to Tuesday dinner. So basically I'm skipping a meal, right? So the first time that I did that, um, I remember it was like, I remember getting lightheaded. I remember like not having a great experience. Um, but Cole has this, what he calls snake juice. And I have, and, and I've, I've reached out to Cole about being on the show and we had a kind of an interaction back and forth. He promoted the show. So any l new listeners because of that, welcome. I think we got like 50 more like Instagram followers because of, of he promoted us. So thank you, Cole. But um, yeah, so he's got like an electrolyte mix. It's like it's potassium chloride, magnesium sulfate, pink Himalayan salt, and baking soda. Like in, in certain like amounts in a certain amount of stuff. Of it's basically like a, uh, a quarter teaspoon of all of those things and, and also like a half teaspoon of the – yeah. Uh, of the new salt or the no salt or whatever, potassium chloride and baking soda. It's yeah. all a bunch of stuff. You can just you can literally just get at on a grocery Amazon. store. Yeah, it's like he's not he's not selling it. I mean, you can sell it. You can buy it in like the little packets that he has, but he doesn't care. He's like, just do this if it's good. So anyway, I've I've really enjoyed it, and it's not about like weight loss. It's not about uh, uh like calorie restriction. The benefits of fasting, the health benefits. There is. Autophagy, which we have <laughs> recently learned the pronunciation for, um, which is like a cellular waste removal and from the brain, from the from every cell in your body, like buildup happens. Um, it is it, it is an anti-inflammatory uh, uh, process in your body. Is kind of flushes through. We our bodies are designed to fast. We are not designed to eat every two hours. Uh, we like insulin being uh, elevated all the time keeps you from burning fat, which is the most efficient energy, which is better for your brain. So you're going to be like more alert when you, when you, you know, aren't having just constant insulin spikes, all these things. Um, it's good for your digestive system. It's, I mean, there's, there's just a myriad of health benefits. I also, one of the other reasons I like doing it is for like the mental, right? Like, and I've talked about this before. It's like we, most of us, listening to a podcast on a smartphone or whatever like eh, you're living above the poverty line right like you're you get what you want you go to walmart you get, if you want something you just you get it right and i think i actually thought about this today it's like riding down a hill is fun right on a bike right yes it's fun as long as there's no cars around or whatever it's fun well like how the how the the nature, the natural design of riding down a hill is that you have to climb the hill, right? You have to put yeah. some work in. And it takes longer to climb the hill than it does to ride down the hill. So, like, the work is more than the enjoyment that you get out of riding down the hill. And when you take the work out of that, that equation, that is not the natural design, and there are going to be consequences. That's the whole premise of Simply Human. The farther away you get from the natural design, there are going to be consequences. So, if you just are only riding down hills, which most of us are doing. We take hot showers and we're just in the perfect temperature all day and we're comfortable and we're, we never have to struggle or persevere or, or show any sort of commitment to things. I think that's bad. And so a 48-hour fast is a, is a little bit of a, of a character building, a little bit of, little bit of suffering. You accidentally get to 48 hours. Right, right. There have yeah. been plenty of times where I have, uh, you know, and, and by just been busy or something came up or whatever that I haven't eaten for like, you know, 
20 or 24 hours, you know, every once in a while something would happen at work. But that was always completely by, by accident. accident right. you do it for 48 hours, it's because you planned to do it that way. Right. And so just very quickly, I'm almost done, and then I'll let you ask you some questions because I know you've tried it. I, okay. So I've done a 40-hour fast, at least one 40-hour fast every week since uh, the first week of June. One week I did two 48-hour fasts. I went like Monday through Tuesday, eight on Tuesday, eight on Wednesday, and then didn't eat again until Friday. And be careful if you have kids like – talking to like small kids about your fasting just be careful you don't want to like you know plant seeds of some sort of eating disorder this is not uh like oh i'm fasting to fit into my summer bikini or whatever and and just and so be careful with that and also this is not for everybody if you're if you look feel perform how you want to look feel perform and you feel great and you don't want to fast then don't fast this is not you know whatever yeah this is not like a hey, you have not to do this a simply human checklist of right like, Check all these boxes, then right. your official. So, so what I do, I make a couple of the bottles of this of the snake juice, and I sip that throughout the day. That that has kept me. I don't get lightheaded. Uh, I drink uh, some naturally like non-caffeinated tea at night, like ginger or chamomile or something like that, which is totally fine. What the the thing is, you don't want any sort of insulin response. There's even people that will do dry fasts. Which is like you can't even you not only can you drink water, you can't even touch water. You can't wash your hands, take a shower, nothing. And I don't really know a whole lot about that. I just know that's what a dry fast is. So I haven't done one of those. I always just assumed it was no food, no drinking water. Right. Yeah. And so this is like I guess next level. So so you just don't want any insulin response for forty eight hours and it resets your insulin sensitivity. I've I've test blood tested blood sugar for this and like later in the week I'll have a meal that's not an ideal human meal and my blood sugar comes back down a lot faster than it had you know, it's just like it's it there's just so many things. So you have tried it. Yes. What has your experience been? Um Well I- I'll say this. I kind of went into it, um, and I'm going to make this kind of a, a, a part of what I do. It's just it's getting the scheduling wrong, right with it. Um, I want to make sure that I'm not doing like that. I'm pushing myself over like the you know the brink of like right. being able to be able to function. Yeah. Um, I was if you, what I felt when when the hunger starts setting in. I don't generally eat breakfast. I drink coffee. Right. For, breakfast um and i don't usually eat until about noon anyways but like once i got two to like maybe three or four i was like man i'm starting to get hungry but then if you yeah what did you you emailed me or you texted me and said i'm starving and what was my response i really waited two minutes and 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 my response was like wait five minutes and that kind of confused you you were like wait what you're you're breaking your fast in five minutes and i was like no just wait Five minutes in the hunger. Yeah, I was saying wait five minutes and then eat. Like, oh, you need to, yeah, you need yeah. to eat. Um, after like that was really the only kind of trying moment for me at all. Yeah, uh, there were a couple of those like that. I wasn't like, oh my god, I'm so hungry. Right. Which like I have felt like that before. Like I cannot go another second without eating. But I think it was just because I was, you know, kind of mentally prepared for this. Right. Uh, I do have questions. Okay. So you put in – I don't have my phone with me, uh, so I don't have the recipe. I know it by heart by now. I know it's a quarter teaspoon of uh, Himalayan sea salt, a quarter teaspoon – this is to one liter of water. Right. A quarter teaspoon of that magnesium sulfate. Right, which is another way to say food-grade Epsom salts. Yeah, food yeah. Gra- make sure they're food-grade. Right. I would like yeah. the bath salts ones my wife has. That's, that's why I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, let's see, uh, what's the other one? A the half bacon. half a teaspoon of baking soda, half a teaspoon of the new salt, which is potassium chloride. Yeah, it's it's like salt without sodium. Is yeah, that correct? So you you put those in uh, the liter bottle of water. What is the purpose each one of those is serving? Um, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of it is uh, another thing I do at night. I'll take a shot of apple cider vinegar on this on the like the the night of the meal that I'm skipping, which uh, is something with the acidity and alkalinity of your stomach. Um, your body, like H2O, if you remember from uh, chemistry class, there is one electron in H2O, right? And and like some scientist is going to be like, no, this is actually not correct. But this is what I remember from cell biology in college. This was like my big takeaway. And I got a C in there, so take this for what it's worth. (laughs) (laughs) 
that electron that's that's why water is so important because your body uses that electron for for a lot of different uh cellular things right that's that's the uh the official term so so like the, the there are a lot of things that your cell uses like i think i think your brain uses like 40% of its energy on the sodium potassium pump in your cells i mean it is a huge issue that's why salt that's why we're so driven to eat salt and and, and so there's so just like giving you the uh the potassium I think magnesium is like a digestive thing, and so if you're having some maybe digestive issues with the snake juice, I know I've heard that before with people who started to go keto or you know no sugars, no grains, those kind of be like supplementing hey, I, with magnesium or something. Yeah, I get. Uh, I, f- I forget exactly what the. Hey, I, I'm having this problem, and literally everybody's like, "You need magnesium." I forget exactly what it was, but I remember that hearing yeah. that. From- yeah, and then uh, so then the potassium, the sodium, and then the baking soda. That's another one that is like optional. Um, you can try it without the baking soda, and I think that's just like a stomach, uh, just kind of helping your your stomach. Blake actually knows a lot more about it, so uh, it's just just to say, this is not just a bunch of random stuff. I mean, these are things right. that your body kind of needs anyway. Yeah, the stuff that if you took a Centrum tablet and well, and it was actually right. it would have the same basic. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to think what else. Um, so anyway, so we're both experimenting with this and uh, I have several friends, simply humans, Blake, some even simply human own, simply humans own Greg Wiggins, uh, yeah. has been experimenting with this. Um, there's like four or five guys that since me and Blake have started doing it and like, because Blake has lost. Now, if you need to lose weight, if you have a fat loss goal, this is a good way to get your body to burn fat in a very safe way and a very – now, if you have type 2 diabetes or something, like consult your doctor, all that good stuff. This is like if you don't have any sort of preexisting medical ailment or any sort of dysfunction that's going on with you that you're getting like treatment for. Um, so it, it's it's so Blake started at like 280, and he's 6'4", and he's humongous, and he's the strongest man alive. He's down to like 245. And uh, and he's doing he's doing the same thing I'm doing. He's doing like 148 a week, and then basically doing OMAD the rest of the week. So eating a big meal Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and then really on the weekends it's just like, I now not everybody's gonna be able to do this, but I have been able to just I still don't eat breakfast. I usually don't eat lunch, but for dinner like I just kind of like whatever. I don't you know I don't stress about it. And I and I've you know I was in Charlotte on business a few uh, weeks ago, and I just. You know, you're out uh, after the conference and, you know, somebody orders onion rings or something and you're just like, oh, yeah, no big deal. And I didn't miss a beat, you know, because I I feel like it was resetting my insulin sensitivity so much that when I'm eating that stuff, it just... Go get like a large you know, pizza hut. <laughs> yeah. Taco sauce, like the, the ultimate taco burger or whatever. <laughs> right. Don't do that. But like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And you, you don't need to like eat three days worth of food. On the on the refeed, you just eat a normal meal, and you oh, won't. That's, that's one thing I meant to say. Yeah. When I came home, I'd actually, uh, I did it last month, a week ago. It's t- today's Monday for us, so last Monday and Tuesday, I came home from, and I started at like maybe six o'clock on Sunday. Well, I teach a class on Tuesday nights. I'm not home from work until like eight thirty, so it was like, you know, coming up on you know, almost fifty hours. Right. And it was like, I'm going to get some tacos. And I got a, like a whole, like, I was like, I'm going to be starving. So I got like five tacos. I wasn't even that hungry, to be honest right, with you. Right. The, the meat out of the tortilla, and I just ate that. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not even like, like dying yeah. right now. Yeah. And like, there, there's like my, my brother, Brad, uh, tried it. He kind of was laughing about it when I was telling him about it. He's like, you and your crazy things that you do. <laughs> the same thing I did with yeah. you. And then like when I I'll, I would like send him some of the some of the like results that I was having. And he was like, he called me and he's like, all right, tell me about this thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's exactly what yeah. I did with you. I made fun of you and then didn't realize you were doing it. And then like six weeks later, you tell me, I'm like, all right, yeah, all right. I'll try it. Well, so- at least owe it to myself to try this and see if this is something I like. Yeah. My only concerns are that. I'm going to crap out on energy, but that appears to not be. Yeah. Well, you like once you're tapping into that fat. Now, if you're trying to go out and run like a, a mile for time as fast as you can, you may have some problems, but just like every day, like I always on the second day and I never like dread 
like starting one, I'm always like, ooh, I'm like excited because the second day, once you hit 24 hours, typically around the 24-hour mark, uh, especially in men, or only in men, like testosterone boosts, growth hormone boosts in men and women, like uh, I feel like wired. Like like in the morning, I will be like, like amped. And it's really an interesting uh, feeling. You can't really describe it until you're in it, but... Oh, sorry, well, I thought you were about so to say something. Say, uh, this is, I mean, one of those things, you might try it and see if you like it. If it doesn't sound like it's up your alley at all, then you know, fast forward another three or four minutes. Right, right. Yeah, so anyway, it's just... In, and it's, you know, the, the, the fat loss and the and all that stuff is like secondary. I think from like a, I, I do it for the, like the character building. Like it's just, it being uncomfortable is important. And I've said that for years. Um, and for the, uh, oh, what was I going to say? Uh, the, like the cancer fighting, like the getting rid of all the cellular waste is a, is a big thing. And so what I'll typically do, oh, I forget, forgot to mention this. So when I started this, I started a Windler strength program on overhead press, bench, squat, and deadlift because I was gonna. I wanted to see if this was gonna affect my strength because one of the one of the arguments you hear, one of the things my brother Brad said was, "Oh, you're just gonna burn, you're gonna burn uh, uh, muscle." Well, that's that's not right at all. Like like your body burning muscle in a in a 48 to like ni- even a 96 hour fast. Like Cole Robinson has people like that are like morbidly obese, type two diabetics going for like 10 days. Uh, uh, just snake juice and they feel fine because there's you have plenty of energy in fat storage so i wanted to see so anyway burning muscle is like you being stuck in the woods and it's winter and you're trying to fuel the fire and you've got law like wood outside burning muscle is like tearing down the the couch inside to use instead of going outside and using the wood that's out there it doesn't make sense like your body is going to retain the the, the protein the the the, the muscle fibers before it uses that. I mean like you you're going to have to go weeks without food to start breaking down protein for energy. So that's not a thing. So I wanted to see so all four of those lifts since the beginning of June have all increased significantly. Uh I will lift heavy on Monday. I mean then I won't lift. I'll take it easy, maybe just go ride my bike or do something uh kind of low key on the second day. And then I eat Tuesday night, and then I'm, like, back to my normal routine Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And so, like you said, like, I feel like this is something that, I mean, I just kind of, I like it. I like the routine, uh, and I'm having success with it. I feel great. So, anyway, we're not selling anything. But, like, if you Google, like, snake diet nutrition, that's, like, the website to all the stuff. And you you can, you know, or if you want to just email the show, like, what, were the, what was that uh, concoction again? And I'll try this or whatever, so. Just be aware if you go to the YouTube uh, channel. Explicit lyrics, family, not suitable for work. Uh, this is something that even I was watching at work, and somebody was like, "Jeez, what's going on back yeah. there?" So definitely, cool. uh, yeah, don't do it there. But cool. yeah, so there's a lot of good information. He yeah. seems, I mean, he's a smart. If, he's a very uh, smart man. <laughs> what I, uh, if he can get through you, I feel like. Okay, this is somebody that. Oh, I, right. Like, I've, if I've yeah, vetted him, then uh, it must be legit. Yeah, yeah. yeah he I, knows know. his stuff. Definitely knows his stuff. His, his approach is unique, uh, but he's got like two hundred twenty thousand Facebook followers and like fifty thousand on Instagram, which is incredible. Those are huge social media numbers. So anyway, so he's he's anyway. And really, my only takeaway from what he is working on with people is just the just doing a, a, a more regular 48-hour fast instead of just like one a year or something. So, and just kind of incorporating it. So, anyway. Okay, we got Dr. Kandula that we need to call. So, I am going to uh, end this call and we will get on that other one. Yeah, I can hear you. There he is. We did it. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so how will you pronounce your name for us? Should have done this uh, before uh, now, but. It's uh, Mothin Kandula. Candula. I got, I got, I think I said Madan. So it's Madden. Mudden. Mudden. Like you got it. Okay. Mudden Candula. Awesome. Yes. Sweet. So let's see. Um, okay. We are ready to go. So thank you so much for being on the show. We've already done an intro for you. Uh, so we can just dive right into this thing. My co-host Rick is on the line. Rick. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? Thanks for, uh, take the time out tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So very quickly, um, we want to guess your birthday. 
so, <laughs> I'm always interested in the re- in the reaction. Like some people <laughs> laugh, like you did, and other people just kind of sit there silently, like, "Oh, really? Is this a joke? Like, what's? Uh, I don't want to guess my birthday." So here's the deal. Uh, Rick's gonna guess, and you're right. and you're just gonna say yes or no. You're not gonna like go, "Ooh, close," or okay. not even close. Just no hints. Level playing field. Level playing field Excellent. here. Okay. I can do that. Okay, Rick, so, go. I'm going first. I have a one and three sixty-five, and Mark has a one and three sixty-four. <laughs> Correct. I have better odds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with November 14th. No. I'm going with December 12th. No. Ah, what is it? March 9th. March 9th. I should have known. <laughs> I, I actually did this correctly one time. Yeah, one time. It's we pretty impressive. Day. Yeah. Uh, I, it was the greatest thing I've ever been involved with. <laughs> your, you should have hung it up at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it's your greatest accomplishment. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. All right. Well, again, thanks for being on the show. Uh, I got a lot I want to talk to you about. Um, but first, if you'll kind of give us a Cliff's Notes version of kind of of how, how you got started and what you're doing now and how you got to where you're, what you're doing today. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So I'm an ear, ear, nose and throat physician, an ENT. The fancy name for that is an otolaryngologist. Well, hold on. Hold on. I saw that. Yes. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, that's fine. Um, because as Rick will know, in a former life, I was a physician recruiter. So I knew, okay. I knew a lot about doctors. <laughs> I've been a doctor before. <laughs> Why? And now I know like, Auto rhino or auto laryngology, but it's auto rhino laryngology technically, isn't it? And why don't why don't they why don't you guys say the rhino part in there? Um, I, technically, so you can go either way. I think they dropped the rhino because it's already a mouthful, honestly. <laughs> right, yeah, and and it's also a, a it's a rhino. Uh, that's an animal too, so that could be confusing. <laughs> could be. It could get people off off track a little bit, but uh, but generally we go by ENT because right. it, it's much like, easier. Oh, just is, is a, a mouthful. <laughs> right, right. Sorry to derail you there. <laughs> oh no, that's fine. That's a, so so that's my my training. So that's a MD followed by an ENT residency, and and so. Uh, you know, really um, kind of came out of residency, sort of the, the deal with ENT is it's a fairly confined space, but uh, within that space, there's a lot of vital structures, like all your senses, basically, yeah. and, and uh, lots of important things. But over my, the course of my career, so I've been in, in practice for 15 years now, over the course of my career, the areas that have become abundantly clear are lacking in both knowledge, understanding, and expertise are really mainly the, the nose and throat part of that thing. So ear, ear, uh, otolaryngology, ear, nose, and throat is obviously those three areas. Uh, but the nose and throat areas, those are really interrelated, and a lot of folks suffer with those issues. And so my practice and our practice over time is really honed in and focused on those those folks. And this would be folks who have issues with you know, basically snoring, sleep apnea, sinus infections, nasal obstruction, allergies facial headaches, you know, all those sorts of things can kind of go hand in hand. And for whatever reason, there's, um, there's kind of a lack of empathy, a lack of understanding, um, and a lack of the ability for, for folks on my side of the, the playing field on the, on the physician side or provider side to explain, you know, what's going on and the fact that we have really good solutions out there. And a lot of folks really don't understand that because they've they've never been told right yeah so many so many things uh that that i have on my list here um the first thing let's just start off with nasal breathing okay yes why like like why is nasal breathing so good and kind of like from a go back to the the like beginning of human life it's important (laughs) right right? so like what's the deal with nasal breathing why is it so important It's paramount. I mean, you know, really, it's paramount. Uh, it's, let me start here. The way, what's you know, what's the point of your nose? What's the point of the sinuses? What's the point of any of that? The point of those areas is that that's the uh, part of the body that is built to condition the air as you breathe it in. So right. you should be breathing with your mouth shut and your nose is open. Obviously, right. if if that's happening, then as you breathe air in through your nose, um, there are multiple layers of uh, conditioning. So basically, your body's trying to filter out particles that are out there in the air. Air, uh, and then down to warming that air, humidifying that air, conditioning that air, so that by the time it gets to your lungs, 
it's ready to go. You know, versus if you're breathing through your mouth, then you lose all of that capability. You're getting sort of whatever's out there in the air is going directly down below. And, um, you know, it's just not as good. So if you just think about any environment that's controlled by a conditioning system, like an AC or HVAC system, um, that's just a more comfortable environment. You can control and regulate that. And so it's basically take the, the nose breathing is utilizing your body's capabilities to condition that air and, and get it ready for action for right, your lungs. Right. Mouth breathing is basically turning that system off and um, you get the, the ill effects of that. That's just the active of actually breathing. There's a whole other domino effect that happens, especially in children who aren't breathing through their, their nose. So therefore their mouth breathing. And that actually sets somebody that is a, you know, when you're an adult, it's not good to be breathing through your mouth. When you're a child who's growing, it's really devastating. And it creates a situation where a lot of, we see both adults and kids in our practice, but we mostly adults and the, you know, almost, well, really every adult we see who has, has snoring or sleep apnea, not every, I shouldn't say every, most adults we right. see who have snoring or sleep apnea uh, had issues with nasal breathing that started when they were a child. And those issues are often dismissed. And that's the other kind of pet peeve that I have is that, um, these issues are sort of tucked under the rug, dismissed, um, and but they're real and they, right. they, they create a significant impact on people's lives. Yeah. What, like when I'm telling, uh, talking about nasal breathing, I think I, or I use this as an example. Like think of like the most peaceful human like uh, thing. And I, and I think of a baby who's like eating. Mm-hmm. Right, and so they've got like the bottle in the mouth, or the or the other thing, Rick. Yes, right. Um, and they're yeah. and they're breathing through their nose, and it's like the most peaceful. And then think about when they start crying and going berserk. What are they doing? Yes, yeah, they're breathing absolutely. through the mouth. So, like the mouth, is, is there anything to, from what I under, always understood, when you're breathing through your mouth, you're activating the flight or flight stress response because when you are fighting for your life, you need just it's not, it doesn't matter how moist the air is. It just you just need a lot of it, and so when you're yeah. breathing through your mouth, it's like a stress response thing. When you're breathing through your nose, that actually lowers inflammation and like activates the other nervous system. Absolutely, man. If you think about another, you know, common and nowadays it's common yoga, meditation, right. all those things. Where, where do they tell you to breathe? They, they right. never tell you to breathe through your mouth. Right. And that's that. Is you know, and this is another. You know, it should be common sense, yeah. but uh, the fact that you've got three holes in your body, in your head, uh, to move air into your lungs. And if those areas aren't working properly, it always will set off your fight or flight mechanism. So, you know, if you take the nose out of the equation, then, you know, if somebody's got a, if somebody's got a nose that's working, you plug it and you force them to breathe through their mouth, it it is going to get their, it's going to get their heart rate up. It's going to get their, it's, it's anxiety provoking. That's for somebody who knows what it's like to breathe through a nose. Uh, For somebody who's never had proper nasal breathing, same deal. Their body is sort of always on edge, but they don't know any different and their body doesn't know any different. And so for instance, if somebody has got sleep apnea, that means they're stopping breathing multiple times when they're sleeping at night. So it's, it sort of adds uh, insult to injury, a very, very common and almost a guarantee. If you have sleep apnea and that's, that's not treated properly, you're going to have high blood pressure that goes along with that. That's right. that fight or flight re- reflex. Right. And, and so instead of like fixing the, the, ne- the nose pathway, we're going to just give you blood pressure medication. Correct. And which, like, yeah, you yeah. know, which you could do that, but you know, yeah. but Hey, why don't you fix the nose, right. fix the breathing, you know, and could somebody have a nose that's now working and still have some high blood pressure that needs medication? Fine. Yeah. That's, that's okay. If that's in that sequence, but it's absolutely inappropriate to flip it and say, and, and sort of forget about some of these fundamentals and say, boy, we see your blood pressure is high. Let's throw you on this med and good luck to you. Right. That's not okay. So let's, um, let's talk about neti pots very quickly. Yes. Are you a fan? Uh, what do you put in the neti pot? Should you avoid them? What's your stance on neti pots? Yeah, neti pots are good. You know, neti pots are good. There's there's a specific version that's more of a squeeze bottle. So uh-huh. I don't, for folks who've used neti pots, the typical ones you see are kind of like a genie right. um, lantern or whatever whatever that that thing is yeah. which is fine and that that just basically is gravity to push what an eddy pot is doing is basically washing your nose washing your sinuses out with salt water and so you could you could tip that water that little genie bottle in your nose and do it that way there's a squeeze bottle version where you can actually squeeze and control the pressure both are good both are good or both are uh, helpful you have to have salt water in there right. never ever 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 uh do uh you know plain water plain water is um 
is massively irritating. So right. if somebody tries to basically um, most of our, we, m- many of our patients, we have them irrigating, you know, doing a neti pot. And almost everybody at some point either gets lazy or just right, wants, or right, gets right. curious and, and skips the salt packet. And they, you'll do that once and then you'll never, never do it, it again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Also, um, uh, Rick tried beer one time and that didn't go, <laughs> that didn't go over too well. Now, maybe better than plain water, but uh, yeah, kind of leaves you a little sudsy, I bet. Mark, I'm going to put like some, uh, like, pepper spray inside of yours oh great that'll be yeah that'll be perfect thank <laughs> you for that um what are like just very quickly you talk, you okay god like i've said i've got so many things so like the snoring thing um yes. what are the best tools you know because you see breathe rights and then i saw today i saw this new thing that where you stick these little plastic things up into your nose and it's supposed to open right. it up but they're like what are any of those things good like uh you know do, are there certain like Okay, you need to have this, this, and this happen before you can use one of those, or you shouldn't use that if if you have this or this condition or something. Well, I guess so. Fundamentally, I mean, kind of like to to sort of go to square one again is that if somebody's so let me go this way: if you have snoring or you have sleep apnea, that issue is coming from your throat. Right. Period. Yeah, hundred percent of the time, guarantee. And so the issue it's a throat right. issue. Right. If you've got you know if you've got that issue, now if somebody has a tendency to snore or has sleep apnea they likely have a nose issue as well. Most of those folks, most people don't necessarily notice that or, or know that. And so the breathe right strips and any of these things are basically trying to see if we can sneak a little bit more air through your nose, can you keep your mouth shut and therefore dial down the snoring. And so I'd say conceptually, it's fine. There's no harm done there, right, but right. generally speaking, that doesn't move the needle enough. Right. And so, you know, what we, we basically, again, if somebody's snoring, likely they've got a nasal obstruction issue so that their, their passageways are too tight in the nose. Right. Sometimes we can use meds to, to treat those issues. Most of the time we're doing office-based procedures. It's simple procedures. Right. So five minute procedure to get somebody's nose working. So you don't need to breathe right strips or any right. of those other things. Um, but again, the snoring is coming from the, the throat. And so what we're trying to do when we get somebody's nose working better is just uh, get them breathing through that passageway to see See if we can get their mouth shut right. and uh, minimize that. Well, then imagine, you know, somebody that's mouth breathing all night, they're activating their uh, stress response while they're trying yes. to sleep. And so you talk about all the different, the, the domino effect that's going to have uh, the, the next day. And then people, I've talked to people that have like uh, fixed their sleep apnea with, you know, CPAP or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And, and like, I had no idea yeah. that I felt yeah. so bad, you know, Absolutely. And, and it's just like, it's like sleep is like drugs, yeah. Like, yeah. No. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's 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 we and this is it's really really common that people don't know how bad they've got it, like just because they don't know any different. If, right. it, if it's always been that way, or a lot of times for somebody who's at sleep apnea, it's something that's been there for a long time, getting worse gradually over time, and so it's like you know you just don't know how bad it is, and then right. all of a sudden we restore somebody's airway when they're sleeping at night, and it's it it's. I mean, if you think about that, if you think, you know, what's the most fundamental thing is breathing is your airway. So if if you don't have that, your body's not happy and not loving it, but it doesn't know any difference and doesn't know any better. All of a sudden you get it back and it's a big deal. So those same people, if you have them, you know, if, if they're on a CPAP machine and they're doing well with it, that's wonderful. If they skip a night, then all of a sudden it's like slaps them in the face of, boy, this is you know, it, right. it's not that they're sort of um, dependent on the machine. It's the machine is actually resolving an issue that for the first time gives them some sense as to how bad that condition is. But it, it's it's big time. Lots of people have those issues. Yeah, a lot of people are sort of sort of scared of seeking out treatment because, um, you know, I think they've heard some some horror stories, right. but there, there are good treatments out there. Well, let's talk about that. You mentioned a lot of people. Why in the world are there so many people that have these problems and so many people that snore and so many people that can't breathe through their nose? Yep. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting um, dynamic, which we didn't really have a good understanding about this even 10, 15 years ago. I think we've got a much better sense of it now. And it, and really it starts with the nose again, I keep coming back to that same thing. So a lot of times, so if you think about other, so sleep apnea is rampant nowadays. And, and, you know, when I, and and the diagnosis actually wasn't really, uh, didn't come into being until the eighties. So these issues existed prior to that time, but we sort of said, Oh, what's something's happening here. And so we got a better understanding of that. But if you think about other things that have gotten 
more frequent um, in in that same time frame, allergy issues, food allergies, environmental allergies. For whatever reason, um, there's there's sort of irritants in the environment where people's bodies are trying to shut those things down, and they do that in the nose first. Right. So if somebody's got allergies, the the number one complaint for somebody who's got allergies is nasal congestion. Right. Right. And so what we're finding is for little kiddos who are growing up and, and you know growing up in this world, um, their noses are getting a little stuffy, which doesn't seem like a big deal, but that nose getting is that nose that's stuffy all of a sudden causes them to breathe through their mouth. A child that's breathing through their mouth, they don't grow properly. And so if you think about um, you know, how many kids need need braces these days, how many I mean almost everybody gets their wisdom teeth out down right. out these days. That didn't used to be that way. Right. So back, like our grand great grandparents did not get their wisdom teeth out. Yeah. Their, their faces were structured differently. It sounds almost sort of um, well it's like you're now you're talking about the weston price stuff yeah um, yeah uh, yeah n- n- what is it n- something nu- nutritional or degenerative disease or something where it's like he's looking yeah. at all these facial structures like why are our facial structures absolutely changing it's, so that's bad? why yeah. that's exactly why you know and and so it takes this sort of 360 worldview to understand that but and i didn't know that you know right. coming out of ent training we didn't get taught that right, that wasn't right. the case actually dentists are much more ahead of the curve than than ents are uh, on a lot of this stuff and so you know i collaborate a lot with the dentists uh, in town because it, it takes a collaborative effort to really get patients uh, doing their best and it's understanding that the other sort of simple concept is the nose lives upstairs to the roof of your mouth. And if somebody's mouth breathing, what ends up happening is that that roof of the mouth is too narrow. It's, they get an arch palate. So the nose is too narrow. So all those structures sort of collapse down. It's, it's e- easier to see than talk about or describe, but it all comes together. And so, you know, we are there. People are walking around with airways that they were intended to have. They were genetically intended to have airways that were much more open. And then, you know, whether it's diet or environment or something's causing this domino effect, which is why you see so many people who have sleep apnea and so many people who have snoring. Well, and is there kind of a snowball effect of, let's say, uh, you're inflamed because of a lot of different reasons. You're not getting uh, enough movement. You're not getting enough sunlight. You're not sleeping well. Your diet is very inflammatory. So you take, uh, and then now you're exposed to like an allergy or, or, or a, like an, an allergen, like pollen or something. Well, you're already like four or five like stacks of inflammation. And then, of course, now you've got extra nasal congestion and you just think, well, it's the pollen or whatever. But if you weren't already so backed up with all this inflammation and we're living an anti-inflammatory lifestyle, you get the, the allergen uh, exposure and your body just deals with it and it's not a big deal. Is that... <laughs> uh, to, yeah, I would say that that happens. And the other side of the equation is that... Um, you know, anatomically, there's structures in the nose called turbinates, which are humidifiers. Uh, those turbinates, um, it's very, very common for somebody to have enlarged turbinates, which all that means is that passageways are too narrow. So I'd say similar to what you were just saying, a little bit of a different angle is that a lot of folks have passageways, airways, nasal, nasal airway passages that are too narrow. Right. And then the allergy issue can just be kind of the, the thing that pushes Tip them over the, the iceberg. Yeah. It's, not, it's not causing everything, but it takes, if you've got, you know, Less than a millimeter, and you get a little bit of allergy inflammation, uh, and it takes it away. Then your body, your mind blames the allergies for everything, and it's the, sort of the straw that broke the camel's back. But right. it's it's not the camel itself, kind right. of a thing. And so it's it's having that that bigger um, worldview there. And again, for those sorts of issues, there there, there are actually very simple options um, to to get things more open uh, there. And sometimes medications can be helpful. Um, medications are not hey, medications are appropriate uh, when you're using them um, judiciously and with a purpose. Right. Uh, they're not appropriate when you're using them as a band-aid to kind right. of, you know, sort of or as an ostrich to kind of hide things away, yeah. if that makes sense. Rick, in high school, Rick was known as kind of having like the biggest turpinins uh, of <laughs> anyone else. Um, yeah. So that was kind of his claim to fame. So, uh, gotcha. <laughs> he was voted uh, what <laughs> largest turpinates in his uh, high school class. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Um, okay. Well, you just mentioned like medicine. Okay. So you get a sinus infection. Get a Z-Pack. Give me a give me antibiotics. What is your stance on that? Well, loaded question. Well, no. Here's the, so uh, what's somebody go this? What's happening with somebody who has a sinus infection? Isn't so. It's not the. It's not. It's not so much of an infection issue as it is a. 
blockage issue. Right. So again, this is easier to visualize than, than describe. But if somebody's got a sinus infection, all that's happening is the sinus passageways. Every each sinus. So you've got four sets of sinuses in your head. Um, so eight in total. Each of those sinuses has an opening into your nose. And so if the openings are working properly, everything's good. If those openings get plugged up, so if you get a cold, for instance, you get a little bit of swelling in your nose, the sinus openings start plugging down. And then what ends, what ends up happening is you get areas uh, that are trapped and you have bacteria in your nose throughout your body. It's, it's, that's fine. It's not the bacteria that's the problem. Right. It, the problem is you get the bacteria that's trapped in those areas and then all of a sudden the bacteria huh. starts reproducing and causing trouble. Now you use an antibiotic uh, to kind of m- calm things down, but you're, what you're really waiting for is you're waiting for those sinus passageways to open, to open back, back up, up again. So, they can, like, so that's where you know, sometimes a neti pot, like, you know, basically antibiotics, okay, that, that's okay. It's fine if necessary, but more often I'd say if, you know, depending on what somebody's anatomy looks like, uh, a neti pot, decongestants, um, you know, mucinex, which is something that loosens the mucus up and time, um, can, can help if we need to do antibiotic, you know, we can do that. If somebody's having repetitive issues where they're needing, um, you know, medications, antibiotics over and over again, again, it, it, sometimes that's the band aid, the antibiotics. And so once again, we can do very simple things nowadays in the office, uh, to just get the sinus passageways more open. And so not everybody needs that, but I'd say that's, um, for folks who are good candidates for something like that, that's a great option to minimize or avoid, um, a lot of the hassles of just both the antibiotics and just living life. Um, just not able to breathe. Yeah. I started kind of looking a few years ago at, at neti pots, like floss, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, just like, even if you don't need it, just do it. Like you don't wait until you've got a big piece of steak in your teeth. Um, yeah. you know, there's, it's good to just kind of get in the habit and I've kind of gotten out of that habit here recently, but, um, you know, I had a big, uh, thing come up that if I got sick on this certain date, it was going to be really bad. And so one of the things I did is like, okay, I'm in a neti pot every morning. I'm just going to make sure and just kind of do maintenance on it. And I think, yeah, that's a much better uh, a way to do it than to like wait. And it's really frustrating when like you're all stopped up and trying a neti pot and like it won't move. Especially yeah, when you're no, not using exactly. the squeeze bottle, you know, it's like, you know, ugh, just waiting there, uh, waiting for the drip out of the other side of the nostril. Um, there was one other thing. I know we've got just a few more minutes. Um, yeah. So uh, I talking about kids and I, I want to bring that back in. Like, uh, you know, one of the questions I want to ask about was, you know, why should parents care so much. We kind of already hit on it, but I just kind of wanted to do like, okay, what's a practical thing? So like my son is going into kindergarten and it's like, I'm watching him today. He's my youngest. I've got three and I'm watching him like sit there and like watch the, the, you know, his sister's doing something and he's like the sucking his thumb. So Uh like, so like part of me was like, dude, you're going into kindergarten, get the thumb out of your mouth. But then as I'm (laughs) sitting there looking at him, I was like, well, at least I know he's breathing through his nose right now. <laughs> right. So right. like, let's talk about kids and like, what as a parent, you see, you're, you're, you're noticing this. What can you do now to, to prevent some issues down the line? Um, it, they, I mean, if you're seeing your child or any child that you, you know, you sort of ha- are related to in any way or care about any way, if they're mouth breathing, that is a sign that they're basically, you know, screaming for help. Yeah. Now the challenge is if you take that child to somebody who's not, understand who doesn't understand the impact of that they might dismiss it they likely will but if somebody's breathing if you've got a child as a young child that's breathing through their mouth uh, therefore not breathing through their nose that will create a ripple effect not just now like not this year not 2019 that will create a ripple effect throughout their entire life Uh, you're going to set that person up for you know and i'd say if, if you want the best for your child which most parents do i think uh then you know it's that's not something to to you know sort of dismiss right. and, and they're again they're simple treatments that that oftentimes for children who have the mouth breathing issue they've got a nose issue because they're, that's why they're mouth breathing right. but they're also going to develop um issues with their teeth and their occlusion and you know that guaranteed they're going to be in braces guaranteed they're going to get their wisdom teeth out gear you know there's sort of right. like absolute guarantees and gear and and likely very very likely your child that you want the best for is going to end up as an adult who's got sleep apnea because right. you you've allowed them to kind of um not develop properly and 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 that's the medical part i'd say from a a pure aesthetic part you know i i've got three kids myself and you know i want them to be happy and healthy and all those things and and that's great and a sign if you think about this is my my sort of the image i think everybody has i I think everybody has seen the movie napoleon dynamite 
he is the poster boy for a mouth breather. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and and you know, if you think about if you think about just throughout popular culture, somebody who's thought of as kind of a you know who who you know who would you not want to be associated well, with? Well, it's not, I was going to ask one of the things I was going to ask you is like why is that an insult? Like you mouth breather? Like why is that? It's it's an un- <laughs> it's an insult because it, well it's it goes back through the ages where yeah. it's it it it's a, it's sort of a, a cry. I mean, it's basically sort of an, a visual indicator that somebody is um, unhealthy, dysfunctional. You know I mean? Let's call dysfunctional. it yeah. something's <laughs> wrong with that person, and it and it it kind of cuts to our core. So as as right. animals, which we all are, you know, the most fundamental fundamental thing is life. You know, life or death. And so when you see something, and this is where, like, even when you think about like who who does society find attractive or unattractive, the traits that that society finds or, or deems attractive are traits that are healthful, healthy, and and reproducible, meaning right. that, you know, if you think about all the sort of voluptuous, uh, all those things that you look for, those are signs of health. Mouth breathing is a sign of... <laughs> I uh, never would have dated a mouth accent. breather or married a mouth <laughs> no. breather. Yeah. Well, unlike Mark, I don't judge people based on their physical <laughs> Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> Shut up. No, but, but I guess if you if you knew that your child, I guess let me go this way, you, you could have, you have your choice here. You, you could have your child grow up to look like Napoleon Dionysus, <laughs> Brad Pitt, and I'd say, well, a hundred out of a hundred people would choose the, right. the Brad Pitt version. And literally, you know, you have some semblance of a choice there, meaning that it it, it it's going to affect, you know, it will affect how somebody looks when they when they're uh, an adult, and to the negative if somebody's, you know, if you allow somebody right. a child to mouth breathe. And so there's health impacts, there's aesthetic impacts. It, they all kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, together and it's it's absolutely worth um, you know getting checked out getting getting rid of all right we have we're we're coming up on time I'm gonna ask you the question that we ask all new guests but first I have a couple of nose dad jokes that I wanted to throw past you oh all right yes Rick are you ready for this I've been waiting for 30 minutes okay (laughs) Um, one eye leaned over to the other eye and said uh, hey between me and you something smells oh that's a good one Rick (laughs) nothing from Rick not bad. Okay, the other one is, uh, well, y'all probably know this one. Why can't uh, your nose be 12 inches long? Because then it'd be a foot. Ah. Nah. Uh, so. that's... Now we're helping you for your next uh, <laughs> ENT uh, convention. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, anyway, I love those. Okay, so here's the question. What is something you enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable? It's a hobby or just something that you just enjoy doing on a day off or something oh i mean reading learning um everything and anything so I, i'm usually i think last year i went through 150 books Dang. uh uh not medical books just right right everything and so oh my gosh that's that's okay that's where it's at so on that note rick i'm about to book nerd out on him what is okay i know this is hard for somebody that reads as much as that do you uh-huh. have a favorite book you had to favorite pick favorite book. That's a tough one. Yep. Um, Knee jerk reaction. What's the first book that pops into your head when I said that? I, the first book that uh, the uh, the book Sapiens. Oh, I love that book. I read it. That's yes, a great book. yes, that's a good one. Yeah, it was just. I mean, to me, that was like um, it. It hits some of these things we were just talking about. Yeah. It kind of hit. It hits some of these sort of evolutionary, existential kind of kind right. of things. And as an anthropology major in, in college as well, and so it's kind of like it, it. It crosses over in a lot of areas, right. um, which I thought was I thought was a great book. How uh, many books are you currently reading? I am currently reading about, I've got three going right now. Yeah. Okay. I always find that interesting. I can only do one at a time. I've got like seven yeah. going right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm usually, I'm reading, I have a physical book that I'm reading. I've got a Kindle book <gasps> that I'm reading and I'm listening to an audio Rick, book. Rick, that's what I do. That's my system. <laughs> yeah. Rick, I'm so proud. I'm so excited that there's That's, another one like me. You sound very smart in front of the doctor. <laughs> <and I'm not laughing. laughs> so I've got, and I've got different genres. Not, so a combination of all the Kindle, hard copy, audio, and then like fiction, nonfiction, yep. self-help, all the different things going all the time. Yeah. And I, I kind of rotate. Um, I usually, will, yeah, it's kind of, I don't have a, like a, a set like, 
this is what I'm doing right now, but yeah. I'll definitely do some novels, you know, some fiction, some nonfiction, some, you know, all over the place. What's the last and, fiction book you read? Uh, the last, um, fight club. I never read oh. that back in the day. I thought that was pretty good. <sighs> yeah, man. We need to do a, uh, a, just a book. So like I, here's how nerdy I am. A lot of, uh, we got a lot of downloads on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have, I have a spreadsheet. Uh Oh, of the All books right. that I've, when I've started them, what format they're in, when I finish them. That means you're crazy. I'm a nerd. I'm sorry. Uh, do you do, um, do you do Goodreads? You know uh, I do know what, what you're talking about, but I don't do that. Oh, I would do that. Really? That, that's what, that's how I, that's, I mean, it's like, I, I don't care so much the tracking. I don't, I don't read the track, but it, 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 it allows me to like look no. back. Yeah. The last, Cause I like, yeah, I like to years. know like what I've read and when I read it and yeah. kind of all that stuff. And it's just, it started off just me like making a little note. That was my bookmark was like one of the books that I read. And then it got more complicated and we'll, we'll, I'll stop talking there. So, uh, <laughs> all right, doctor, this has been awesome. Where can people find you? Uh, if they want to know more, uh, really probably just our website. Avitknows.com is our uh, website. We've got a lot of videos and information about all this stuff and, you know, some resources we're based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we're growing, you know, we're trying to get to where people are at, uh, but, and people come in from all over the place to see us in Milwaukee, but, uh, we're, we're trying to grow to, to, to meet you. Uh, cool. unfortunately I think for a lot of these issues, um, there aren't a lot of great local resources and a lot of uh, the times things get kind of pushed under the rug, but we can typically point somebody in the right direction if they're looking for, for help in their cool. community. Awesome. Well, I really appreciated this. I will uh, shoot you an email when the show goes live. It'll be later, um, uh, like middle of this month and I'm about to okay. go on vacation. So happy right. vacation to me. So this has been great. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Excellent. Thanks a lot. Right. Have a good one. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. I thought that was great. Yeah, it was very interesting. Like, uh, you know, I, <clears throat> I'm aware that you're supposed to breathe out of your, uh, before this, I was aware you're supposed, yeah. supposed to breathe in, you know, in and out of your mouth, whatever, or, or not uh, not through your mouth, but I didn't realize it was such so a important factor to so many things. Kind of serious yeah. type of things. Well, and it's like, it's like um, we've, we had Kelly Starrett on a couple of times. We've talked about like standing in neutral posture and like nobody does that. And you really have to kind of work at that to figure that out and then like get into the habit of doing it. And then it becomes like old hat, as they say, nasal breathing, nasal breathing is the same way. Like if you're not doing it, notice during, throughout the day, that's the tip of the week. So many times of the week, notice like when you're driving around, if you're breathing through your mouth and don't, and it's funny, like think about it. Like when you're really stressed, what do you do? You like, you breathe in through your nose. Like it's an instinct um, and if you're not, if you're, if you can't like go like lay down at, in, 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 to go to sleep at night and shut your mouth and breathe through your nose, like that's no bueno. Like you got to figure that out. You can't keep that going. So try that out. That's your tip of the week. Notice and do something about it. Neti pot, cut a huge hole, cut your nose off. Hmm. Uh, like that one guy did. Oh, great. Now Brad Holden is going to text us. Oh, there's too much pausing in your show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about this. Um, next week, we've got Joe DeSena, uh returns, the creator of the Spartan Races. That's that's fun. They were booked on the 19th and the 26th as Julie Ken is coming back on, Department of Defense. Then it's Labor oh, Day. Yes, that's right. Then we've got Patty Montella. The 16th, we've got a guest... We're off the thirtieth and uh, the twenty third and thirtieth, but then we're back on. We've got one on the seventh and the fourteenth, and we've got others that are looking. So lots of fun, lots of stuff. So if you want information on the self care initiative, was, e- I was just now updating their simply human calendar. Like, yeah. What do you say on the twelfth? Yeah, no one does that. Sorry. So you don't need to. Don't need to do that. Okay, fine. Possible day. We. <laughs> We have a fun text you every Monday and go, we're going to show like 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Even you don't know the schedule. So we do have, uh, we interviewed Remember Josh Wagner. We interviewed a few months ago. Uh, what do you talk about? Yeah. He's, uh, his book is out and, uh, he said that we can release his show. So we need to record an intro to that show. And then we've got others coming on. And Elizabeth Benton's was just released. So this has been fun. This is a fun little run we're having here. Um, 
and welcome all new listeners. Um, if you came over because of the the Cole Robinson uh, stuff, if you want information on the Jason side, that, let us know. Yeah, send us, send us an email. Lifestyle at gmail.com is Mark. I'm simply human Rick at gmail.com. You can also Instagram. Yes. Uh, tweet tweet at simply human fifty two. Very good. Surprised you remember that. Hey. And then. Self-care initiative, Jason Side. If you want more information about that, there you are not signing up. If you email me, you are just getting more information. So do that, and then the donate now page or donate now button you're is. You're officially signing up. Yeah, no, shut up. Um, you're on the hook for it. You're on the hook. I, I'm not. I clearly said that you're on the hook. <laughs> All right, uh, Rick. That is going to do it for this edition of the Podcast. And remember. Hang on. Can you still hear me? Can you still hear me? Now you can't hear me. Can you hear me? So until next time. Enjoy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.